0: Hey everybody, welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Rausch interviews Zoe Metzner, a junior film, television, and media arts major. Zoe is the founder of the Women in Film Coalition, and she discusses the organization's initiative on campus for women in film. Chris and Zoe also discuss some of their favorite and not-so-favorite films. My name is Mike Bachman and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch. And joining me today is Zoe Metzner. Zoe is the founder and president of a new organization here at Quinnipiac called the Women in Film Coalition. Zoe, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So tell me about WFC. How did this come about?
2: So it was actually right after I had gotten COVID here on campus. I felt really kind of exhausted, but I also knew that I wanted to do more on campus this semester because I had such a little defeat at the beginning. So I just kind of got the idea of uniting women in film. I've been a big advocate for women for career, like building careers in film. So I kind of wanted to create a group here on campus that was a safe community for these women to come and meet, to uh, network, to possibly hear from other um, people in the industry, to hear how to navigate sexism in the workplace and how to become a strong woman in the field of film.
1: And so how did you get the word out to other people who might be interested?
2: So at first it was just kind of word of mouth. We are still kind of working with uh, student orgs to build our club and to make it official, unfortunately because it's COVID, you know, a lot is going on and we haven't been fully approved yet. So we're just kind of doing word of mouth. And then we started using Instagram and we gained about a hundred followers in a week or so. So we were really proud of that. And we got a whole bunch of new members through that. We had a little Google form so people could sign up and we gained about 15 members that way, as well as just again, word of mouth people wanting to join.
1: And so uh, what types of events do you see the Film Coalition doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, we had a speaker event already. We had two lovely ladies come on and speak with us last week, which was really great hearing from them. We had a comedian and then we also had um, a woman who was heavily involved with news. Um, So it was really nice hearing from both of them and their stories. So we definitely would love to do more speaker events where uh, these women in the field come in and talk about the different aspects of filming and communications we also possibly see doing movie nights in the future we would love to do that to highlight a lot of female made films or movies with a lot of females on the crew we would love to see those on a big screen too so we definitely just want to get people involved possibly do you know something like QFS where they have their kind of 20 or it's 48 hour film for them but just doing something to get people involved in making stuff is something we definitely want to do
1: too all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Favorite movie that either features women or that was directed by a woman?
2: Oh gosh, that's really hard. There are a lot of choices there. Definitely love a lot of Ava DuVernay's films. Um, big fans of any of what she makes. So other than that, Zero Dark Thirty I really love too.
1: That was a um, great movie.
2: Yeah, I love that one. I love a lot of the kind of older films too, where women were kind of making their first appearances. There's so many to name. And of course, my mind is blanking on all of them. But uh, I do love a lot of the classics where women are kind of, you know, breaking bounds in those films. Uh, I think especially in Psycho, there was a big kind of moment with the uh, female character in that she was not very liked at the beginning because of a lot of the decisions that Hitchcock made in the movie, but it ended up, you know, making a big change.
1: I'm, I'm thinking back to the movie 9 to 5, which was, uh, I think it just recently celebrated its 40th anniversary. And to me, that was really the first movie. When I was a teenager, that that really opened my eyes to, to women in film, and, and really was a, a very women dominated film for good reasons. And, and because it exposed just work issues uh, that women were having.
2: Yeah, um, that's definitely one of my favorites too. I actually um, used to do theater a lot as a kid, so we did a lot with that movie and the you know the theater version of it. So I definitely have a you know a place in my heart for that as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my wife and I have now seen that movie five or six times. Like whenever it comes on, it comes on like TNT. Yep, a lot. <laughs>
2: It's a good movie to watch a few times, too. It is a good movie well, to watch,
1: sorry. and and you see things, and you think, wow, it's been 40 years, and, and in certain respects, nothing has changed for, yep. for women in the workplace, and that's just sad.
2: It's really crazy. I think one of the most recent statistics I saw is for every five men, there's, like, one woman on most crews, because... You don't often see women in the production part of films so it's it's kind of crazy actually like hearing that statistic, but I'm interested to actually, you know, see because it's been a few years I think since that's came out and I'm really hoping that when I enter the field, which is in a year or so that it will be a little bit better, but unfortunately. um, I'm still a little nervous about all that.
1: So Zoe I don't know if you are aware of this, but we have just hired a a female professor in film. She will start this fall. She has a number of credits. She has um, produced a movie that starred Alicia Silverstone. Uh, she produced a documentary that uh, featured President Jimmy Carter and his wife Rosalind. She is going to be awesome. And I hope that she can come here and encourage more women to go into the film industry and that we can do something about changing that statistic.
2: Definitely. I think it often just starts in, you know, the smaller places like this, you know, really making it aware that there is an issue and then trying to improve from there. So learning now in college, you know, what the standards are like and what we want to change is really important. And I know there are actually a lot of females in this program because I'm friends with a lot of them. We have a lot of them in our club. So I feel like helping them represent for themselves and to be able to stand up for themselves for any you know, bullies in the industry. I think learning now is extremely important and also helping men in our field to become allies as well. So we have a few members in our club that are male and we're really hoping that they'll be allies for us in the future and learn how to help other women in film as well.
1: That's excellent. That's really cool. Um, how did you get interested in film?
2: So in high school, I was part of like my school's morning update, which was like our morning news. And I started that in the middle school, actually, which it was a much smaller thing. We were in a little closet filming every morning. But then at the high school level, they had better camera equipment. They had a whole studio in there. So it was really nice to be there every morning because I was so heavily involved with, you know, using the camera, kind of directing sometimes. So that was kind of how I first got into it. And then I took a class that was also in that studio. So that definitely um, piqued my interest more. And then I just kind of started working on my own projects from there and got really passionate about it. I originally thought I was going to be an artist, but I'm okay with being a filmmaker because it's still a form of art to me.
1: So were you doing your own films in high school, like short
2: films? I was doing some short films. I was really more into, um, I have made a few documentaries in high school. And now too, I had a big one back in uh, the beginning of 2020, right around when COVID hit. I did a whole documentary about people in my town and kind of, you know, how it was like for different people, whether they be doctors, nurses, different kinds of essential workers. So that was like my big project. Um, But in high school, it was more like, just like quick little videos that could go onto our news show, or videos that we were entering into contests, they were more small scale. But it really helped me build up to this bigger scale projects that I've worked on here and on my own.
1: I, I don't know if if you're this way, but when I look back on what I did, uh, like stories I wrote for my college newspaper, I think to myself, "Oh wow, I wish I had known then what I know now." when when you look back on your early projects do you do you get that same feeling
2: oh yeah definitely i mean i was still pretty young in a lot of the projects you know in the beginning so definitely looking back when i was only using like we video to edit i wish i had known you know to try different softwares or to do a little bit more into editing and definitely sound is something that i've learned is so important that i wish i knew how to do back when i was younger because I have some really high quality videos, but the sound is absolutely horrible in them.
1: And I I know you've heard this from Professor O'Brien, but story, story, story. Yep. The story matters.
2: (laughs) It does, yeah. And I mean, with a lot of those smaller projects, they didn't really have quite a story to them. They had something to them, but they weren't (laughs) like full thought out stories. So definitely would have liked to expand more on some of those old projects or actually give them a purpose rather than just you know, filming something.
1: Yeah. Zoe, where do you see yourself uh, after Quinnipiac? Like, what is the career goal? Do you want to be a producer? Do you want to be a director? Do you want to be, uh, you know, like an, uh, an editor? What's, what's the goal? Uh,
2: I've been kind of really focused on editing now. Um, I've been really passionate about that. I've liked editing for a long time, but I was on Final Cut Pro and have now changed over to Adobe Premiere. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment, but I've been really into it and learning all about Premiere. So possibly editing, but I also really like pre-production. I like writing, I like planning, I'm very an organized person. So I could see myself doing something in pre-production as well. Just kind of wherever I go, whatever I like best when I'm actually there is probably what I'm going to end up doing.
1: Okay. It sounds like since you've talked about editing that you have been influenced by Professor Brandon.
2: Yes. Yep. She's the advisor for uh, QWFC. So big fan of Ashley Brandon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody is a big fan of Ashley Brandon.
2: (laughs) She taught us a lot. So
1: yeah. And and she is, um, she is unbelievable in editing. Yes. Uh, Zoe, how did you get to Quinnipiac? Did you know about Quinnipiac in high school?
2: You know what? I didn't. And then I signed up the PSAT to get all the emails from different schools and I saw Quinnipiac was like waiving the admission fee one day and my mom was just like do it you never know and then I got my little acceptance thing in the mail that came with you know all the fun stuff and I looked and I was like oh maybe I should look more into this school then and that next weekend my parents and I booked a trip out here we toured the campus fell in love and I committed that night after I toured
1: Wow,
2: just kind of a amazing experience just walking around. It was springtime, so it was really pretty outside, you know, like it is now, and I fell in love. I saw that studio in the McMahon Center, and I was like, oh, my God, because I didn't want to go to a city school, like in Boston or anything, because that's kind of where I'm near, is home. It was over by Boston. But... I just love that this place was just kind of its own thing, that the film program was really developed and I just fell in love with everything I saw.
1: That's great. Just getting back to uh, film's uh, favorite genre of film. Do you have one?
2: So I'm pretty into horror movies. I really like kind of the creepy, you know scary movies, but I could definitely watch you know a suspense movie. Pretty frequently. I mean, I just watched Parasite, which was fantastic and probably one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year. So I feel like those movies that get, you know, my heart moving and kind of nervous, you know, keeping me on edge. I like those movies.
1: Wow. Favorite horror movie?
2: Oh, it's really hard because I do love a lot of the cheesier ones. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily like those.
1: So would you consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre a cheesy horror movie?
2: No, I'd say that's a classic. I do love that movie. Um, But my favorite, I really liked, what is his name? Jordan Peele's horror movies. He's done Get Out and Us. I wasn't as big of a fan as Us, but I did really like it. I like this kind of new horror that's coming out. So that's my current favorite, but I definitely say the classics, You know, The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, all of those are also my favorite too. The Shining. I love The Shining. I re- I read the book this summer and then immediately watched the movie after, and I still love the movie too. So a lot of people that read the book don't like the movie, but I, as a film major, I kind of have to love the movie too.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: I'm gonna disclose something really embarrassing to me. Okay. Uh, the, uh, but first, of, I, I, and I wanna get your reaction to this movie. The only movie I have ever gotten up and walked out of was a horror movie. Really, Christine? Never. Do, you, do, you, do you know the movie Christine?
2: Is that the one about the car? Yes. I have not seen it, but I definitely know of it. Um, I think I just I've,
1: had a really hard time grasping the whole concept of a car killing people.
2: Yeah, it's definitely out there. <laughs> I think but the, I was also
1: a teenager at the time,
2: right? I think the only movie I've walked out on was also a horror movie, but it was it was only last year. And it was this movie called The Turning. I think that's what it was called. And I just sat there the whole time and was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm not scared at all. I thought it would be even just a little bit scary. But I just I wasn't going with it. So I walked out.
1: Yeah, I, when, I, when I look up Christine now on like IMDb, I see it's like one of the highest rated horror movies of all time and I'm like, so that's the one movie I walked out of.
2: <laughs> that's often how it happens, I feel like. You know, certain people either really love the movie or really dislike it.
1: <laughs> all right, Zoe, we are out of time on this episode of Uncommon Ground, so I wanna thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me again. <laughs>
1: And if you're not uh, familiar, we have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, where I talk with alumni from the School of Communications. Thank you for joining us today on Uncommon Grounds.
0: That was Chris Rausch interviewing Zoe Metzner Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. Our Executive Producer and Director of Community Programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. But be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On behalf of everybody at the QU Podcast Studio, we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3 of Uncommon Grounds. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you in Season 4.